Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. We are going to be taking off today a little bit on what we talked about the other day. Dorinda's back in the studio with me today, and I'm just going to have her here as much as I can because I love talking to her. And I think it's important for everyone who's listening to kind of really wrap your head around this with us because what's happening in the culture right now, it is absolutely crucial that we learn to respond in the way that God wants us to respond. And like we said last week, rage, not a solution. Uh, So we need to be, first of all, going before the Lord in prayer, and we're going to be talking about that today. But I want to talk specifically about overcoming the enemy today. So the Bible says in Ephesians that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, that we actually have an an enemy and his name is Satan and he prowls around like a roaring lion. This is in 1 Peter 5, 8, seeking someone to devour. In Ephesians 6, we learn about the the weapons of our warfare and the Bible talks about uh, the fact that we are not fighting against each other. This is why the, the, the culture, this is so interesting to me. You know, we did a fundraiser trying to open this uh, resource center for parents who are fleeing, really, the public school. There's no better word for it. They they literally are running from the public schools. And we're trying to combat that by giving them something to run to. And I think as Christians, we have an opportunity as the culture begins to, or continues to rather deteriorate, and we're seeing things happen around us that are discouraging, we have an opportunity to stand up and go, wait a minute, we know the Lord, and we have an answer, a real answer. And we can overcome the enemy. And just in case uh, you guys are still struggling with this, I want to read to you a little bit out of, and I'll link back to this today because one of my favorite books of all time, but Beth Moore has written a book called uh, Praying God's Word. And I've asked Dorenda really to sort of help me highlight the importance of prayer, but I wanted to read a little bit about uh, what Beth Moore says about her own struggle about uh, the devil and realizing that the devil is actually real. And this is this is going to kind of go to the point of having good doctrine and really understanding if you claim the name of Jesus, get in the word of God, know what God says about the culture. Doctrine is actually really important. It's important to the church and it's also important to believers. And we need to know what it is. And the doctrine essentially is something that's taught and can be a principle or principles or even a creed of principles that are presented for acceptance or belief by a group of people. It's basically our system of belief. And so we need to know why we believe what we believe. This is why this generation generation of believers is struggling so much. They've been told to believe a certain thing, but they've never actually been given the opportunity or encouraged, or they haven't been encouraged to actually go and learn why do we believe what we believe. We've got to know why it's important. And so uh, Beth Moore talks about overcoming the enemy in chapter 14 of her book, Praying God's Word. And I'm going to read this little part to you. It says, just in case anyone is clinging to a few doubts, let me assure you the devil is real. You may be tempted to respond, oh, I've always known that. Remember, uh, uh, remember a concept that we learned earlier on in overcoming unbelief. We live our lives not simply according to what we know, but what we really believe. Genuine belief is a life-altering conviction. How we walk with our feet of clay on the hot pavement of life evidences what we truly believe. Like many of you, I was not adequately prepared for the warhead warfare that lay ahead of me in my Christian life, even though I had been raised in church. I think this is a lot of Christians today. 
I'm not blaming anyone, but since I represent a serious casualty, I am compelled to tell everyone I know so that someone else might learn in the classroom what I unfortunately learned on a field trip. Up to my 20s and early 30s, I really didn't give the doctrines concerning warfare or the devil much thought. Oh, I knew the basics to some extent, but I'm not sure I really believed. In retrospect, I find my ignorance rather ironic because he certainly had ta- had tallied numerous victories in my life by then. He's undoubtedly the author of all crimes against children, and he sought me out shamelessly from the time I was a small child. I simply did not recognize that my enemy was him. She's talking about the devil. My awakening came in my early 30s, right after I wrote my first Bible study. At that time, I had no idea that I would ever write another one, and I certainly had not had the least thought that anything would ever be published. I simply wrote the study for a wonderful group of women I was teaching at the time. I describe part of this time in the chapter earlier in the book called Overcoming Depression because Satan surrounded me with such darkness immediately following the conclusion of that study. Writing the Tabernacle series was my first intensive season with God in our own version of the Holy of Holies, and I literally went skydiving when it was over. Uh, Satan wasted absolutely no time in getting to me after the completion of my first intensely intimate season with God. The Lord withheld him from me while I was in deep study, but the lion was indeed crouching at my door the moment I came out. The word clearly tells us that a war is raging in the heavenlies over our lives, and we often don't realize the contest that may be waging over us at any given time. And I think this is where this generation of Christians has become woefully unprepared for the spiritual battle that we are engaged in right now. The fact that uh, after school Satan can worm its way into the public school system and we go, well, it's just like any other religion. No. No, no, it isn't. Uh, those of you who are listening to this, you need to check this out because it's happening right here in Portland. Uh, in the Portland School District, there's an after-school Satan club. And make no mistake, uh, there. I well, Satanism obviously is a form of religion. It's worship, but it's it's literally worship of evil. Mm-hmm. Like you're opening your doors to something that's evil. You might as well just have after-school ISIS. Let's just do that, right? <laughs> but we true. won't do it because Christians go, oh, ISIS is wrong. But somehow we've been told that the worship of Satan is the same as the worship of God because it's all religion. This is why you have to know your Bible. In Genesis, the Bible says, the Bible talks about the fall of Satan and why he was so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so we have to know because really what's behind all this stuff and the anger that is so prevalent in our culture today and the and the deception is the devil himself. Mm-hmm. And the only answer to that kind of spiritual warfare is for men and women of God to know the Word of God, to actually be in the Word of God every day, and to pray. Mm -hmm. And prayer is powerful. It is. It's very powerful. And I think, you know, you were talking about being in the Word, and um, there's that verse in in Timothy that talks about what God's Word allows us to do, what Mm -hmm. it helps us do, and it's it's to discern. And we can tell when the enemy is working, and we recognize it more when we we are in the word, it just clarifies that to us. And I think it's important, you know, you were talking earlier about anger and um, just the angry culture and not responding in anger, even though we feel, we can feel anger. Yes. But I think the key, one of the keys to that is recognizing who who's at work. You know, it's not the people we're looking at, it's the enemy who's using them to yes. wreak havoc. Right. And so when we recognize who our enemy is, we can better fight the battle that's in front of us. 
That's right. And when God says to come before him in prayer, he's actually inviting you to the front lines of the battle. And I hear so many women say to me, oh, I just feel, I feel so powerless. I feel so ineffective. Women, that is a lie from the pit of hell. That is the devil trying to keep you from getting involved in the war that we are actually in and fighting it on your knees, which is the best thing that you can do. Absolutely. Because God, what it does is it engages, you know, God and his, his angels to be working. Mm. And I think that's that can be so much more productive than anything we could do. Mm-hmm. So absolutely mm-hmm. prayer is is key. Yeah. And the Bible has a lot to say about the power of prayer, about what happens, what what happens when we get on our knees before the Lord. The Bible says that heaven is moved into action. And something interesting is happening in the culture right now. And I I don't know if you're watching this, Dorenda, but I am seeing um almost a revival of people going oh my goodness, we're so far in over our heads now, and they're coming back to the Lord in prayer. And we want to see that happen more and more and more. Instead of being discouraged and letting the enemy say to you, oh, it's over. Senate Bill 1146 is passing in California. Oh, it's over. Why are you even talking about abortion anymore? Because it's over. That's the enemy. And God is saying, be bold. Come back to me. That's right. Come back to me. And how does that start? It starts with prayer. Right. And I love the initiative that Franklin Graham's taken driving all over the United States and praying for each state and their elections. And I think that's really been a great encouragement to everybody. And I, I, same thing, I encourage you to get on your knees. And I I think one of the hard things about prayer is it's, it's faith. It takes Mm. faith. You may not be able to, or have the opportunity to see the result of what you've done, but you are sowing seeds in faith. And I remember there were times, there've been times in my life when I've been praying and praying and praying and I wasn't seeing anything. And I asked the Lord, just give me a glimpse, just give me a glimpse of what you might be doing through this. And you know what he did. And I think, so don't forget to pray that as well, because God can, he wants to encourage us in that prayer life. And, and I think if every Christian were on their knees praying for this country and for this election, we would well, see wow. amazing. I'm, I think we are seeing some amazing things already as a result of that, but let's gain that momentum. Yes, absolutely. And no matter what happens in the culture. So let's say worst case scenario happens and Hillary Clinton gets elected in November. I'm probably going to go like, I don't know, I might crawl under my bed for a couple of months and I'll come out (laughs) in January. where are you? I know. I might disappear for a little while. But you know what we need to do? Even if the worst case scenario happens, we trust in the living God. The Bible says some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but we, the children of God, we trust in the name of the Lord. So God lifts people up in politics, right, into positions of authority, and he lays them low. That's right. And it's God that does it. But our responsibility is not negated by the fact that God is sovereign. That's right. He asks us to partner with him, Mm -hmm. which, how amazing is that? It's a privilege. It's a privilege that God is saying, get on your knees Mm -hmm. and talk to me. I Mm want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm I don't know. I'm encouraged. People keep saying, you know, aren't you so worried? I am worried. Well, I'm sad, actually, because mm-hmm. I see what happens. I just wrote about this the other day on my blog about uh, the the kings and chronicles. And we, if you guys want to know what happens to nations who turn their backs on the Lord and who reject mm-hmm. his will, just read 
Chronicles. Another great reason to be in the Word. Another great reason to read to be in the Word. And God, the, God, the Bible says that God is good; that He's slow to anger; That's that He right. is abounding in love. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but He's also righteous. That's right, and just, and He doesn't allow nations to just keep on sinning. That's right. So eventually, our nation is going to be judged for the sins that we have allowed to happen. That we celebrate the sin of homosexuality. That we have allowed the the murder of our unborn children. The Bible says that God detests the shedding of innocent blood. And over and over and over again, we read in the in the Word of God, we know the heart of God, and actually in reading it and being in His Word, it equips us for the battle that we're in. So rather than being afraid, we can stand up and That's say, right. I serve the living God. In fact, I met with Him this morning. That's right. And He gives us eyes to see what we couldn't see before. Mm. And I was having that same feeling the other night when the elections were going on and we were talking about it, and, and uh, I got past the point of, okay... What if these certain people don't get into office? Okay, now what? Are we just going to be defeated? No, we're not defeated. We're never defeated because we serve Amen. the living God. Amen. And he and I think the thing that he was whispering to my heart was, I have plans. I have my ways. This is not the only way. That's right. And I just I was so encouraged by yeah. that. It is encouraging. Being in the word is encouraging. And it's it seems it sort of quells anger. I think it for me at least, when I'm in the word, my sort of righteous anger. I, I can tell the difference in my um, my pulse, even in sort of my <laughs> blood pressure, because I take things before the Lord, and I think He sort of bolsters that righteous anger, but He does it with peace, and it's a it's a Holy Spirit thing. It's something that only God can do because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, and uh, and I we've been my husband and I were raising money for this uh, homeschool resource center in Clark County. We put it out there really in faith. You know, we need to raise about three and a half million dollars to open up this center. You're talking to, you know, we don't have three and a half million dollars. We're like, this is so far out of the scope of what we can do. And but we feel like God's asking us to do it. That's right. And what an opportunity to see mm-hmm. God at work. Absolutely. And boy, we're gonna have an opportunity to see God at work in our country. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's right. You know. Well, I, I I was uh we were talking the other day and I had this cute little meme that I I showed you and I want to read it share it with the listeners. It says God never gives you a dream that matches your budget. He's not checking your bank account, he's checking your faith. Amen. And I can say Jane Heidi have great faith. <laughs> <laughs> we're expecting God to do over and abundant. I was like, "Lord, exceedingly yes, abundantly yes. above all that we could ask or think because mm-hmm. we serve the God that owns the cattle on a thousand Absolutely. hills." He really does. Someone said, "How are you going to buy those buildings?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? I serve God. He owns the buildings in a thousand cities. If he wants to do it, he can do it. But we got to do our part." That's right. We got to do our part. Our part is not just to sit and soak and sour. No. Our part is to get out there to be the the hands and feet of Jesus to speak on behalf right. of the living God and not boldness be and not be afraid. Exactly. Don't be afraid. So as you're listening to this today and you're going, man, I'm just so frustrated and I feel so angry and I have all these emotions bottled up inside, take them before the Lord in prayer. Take them before the Lord um, and and get involved in what's happening around you. Uh, before we leave, Dorenda, one more time, tell the listeners about Fearless, what's coming up, because if you want to get trained and be around other women who want to get bold and, in, and engage in the culture through prayer and the reading of God's word, uh, the conferences that I put on around the country are a great way to do that. Where are they coming up? We are coming up. Uh, we're going out to Indy, Indianapolis, um, October 14th and 15th. Uh, Love Indianapolis. We're yes. excited. It's our third year back there in I a row. Know. Great. Yes. Great and really, place. we're getting pretty darn close to sold out of those tickets already. Yes, we are. Yeah. We are. So you'll want to get online and, and get your ticket soon. Uh, November 4th and 5th, we'll be in Tampa, Florida. 
All right. So we are super excited and about that. And we opened registration for Tampa Just, on the 1st of mm-hmm. August, and we are already half full it's for Tampa. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in coming, bring your women's Bible study. Bring anybody around you who is... Actually, we're going to be doing this right before the general election. Yes. So literally days. days. Yeah. Two, two or three days before the election. It, yes. and, and honestly, I, I love reading the feedback we get from women. We have women uh, give us written feedback from the conferences, and it is so encouraging because... God is clearly moving, clearly mm. working, clearly speaking to each and every woman that comes in just such a custom fit way. He's meeting the, the needs that they specifically have and came with. And it's just so exciting to see how much he can do in just that those yeah, couple of days. That's right. It's re- it literally is a life changing event. Mm-hmm. So join us in Indianapolis. Join us in Tampa. We're going to be in Vancouver, Washington in October. That's right. We're coming back to Houston for all of you all of you women who uh, heard me speak in Houston. We've got, <laughs> we're working on a venue. It looks like we're going to be there it's in April good. of 2017. Mm-hmm. So we'll be telling you more about that. If you're interested in bringing Fearless or Redeemed, which is the new conference that we're unveiling in, uh, in 2017. No, actually, no, in 2016. That's right. We're doing it for Vancouver. Yes, we are. I test everything out on my peeps in Vancouver. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing Redeemed uh, in Vancouver. And if you're interested in either bringing Redeemed or Fearless to your neck of the woods, get a hold of us. You can email Dorenda, D-U-R-E-N-D-A. You guys know how to spell it by now. Dorenda <laughs> at thebusymom.com. And we'll leave you with 2 Corinthians 3, verses 11 and 12. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. God has given you everything you need to respond to the culture. Go before him in prayer and then see what God will do. We'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.